Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Hey, you guys, happy Thursday. I feel like I need to reintroduce myself since it's been such a long time since I've released a new podcast episode, but I am so grateful for your patience with me. And I want to just explain a little bit about my absence, where I've been. Obviously, the holidays happened during this time, and the holidays are crazy no matter what, but this year they were especially crazy for a few different reasons. First, we decided to gut, like completely gut our kitchen. And I think we did it like the week before Christmas. We gutted the entire thing, maybe even before that. I don't know. It's been like a big blur, but we gutted the kitchen and we've been living in slight chaos the last few weeks. If any of you have lived through a kitchen remodel while living in the house, it is an interesting experience. So that has happened along with we are having a baby and we're super excited. I found out, well, I'm actually 21 weeks already, so we know what we're having and the kids are super excited. It's our fifth baby and we are equal parts super excited and totally terrified out of our minds. (laughs) So if any of you have more than four children, let me know that it's doable and we will survive. (laughs) But we really are excited and the baby's due at the beginning of June. So I, and I'm feeling a lot better for a few weeks there. I mean, first trimester is always rough every morning, you know, getting the kids ready for school and going, running to the bathroom to throw up and trying to get them out the door on time. So that along with the holidays and our kitchen remodel, it's just been a really, it's just been awesome over here. So that is, those are a few reasons why I've been MIA, but thank you again for being patient with me. I have missed the podcast. I have thought about you guys and about this, this work that I'm doing. I love it and I'm grateful to be back. So thank you. Thank you. I also, obviously you have probably noticed that I rebranded. I decided to step away from Family History Modernized and do my own thing at Miss Genealogy. And it has been a really fun experience. I am grateful for all of you, for this community, and for supporting me. Obviously, you've seen that I changed the name, so no longer Family History Modernized. Sorry if that caused some confusion. Hopefully, you can still find me, but I'd love it if you share and let your friends know about this new launch of the podcast, and thank you again for being here. So the last thing I want to tell you about before we get started in today's episode, I feel like I need to catch you up on all these things because it's been so long. It's been like five weeks since my last episode. So if you are following me on Instagram at Miss Genealogy, you probably already know this, but if not, or maybe you missed it, I am. I started this new thing called Coco's Gift. And the reason it is titled that is because of Disney Pixar's movie that came out over Thanksgiving time. If you haven't seen it, Just go ahead and get yourself to a movie theater as soon as possible and watch that movie because it is one of my favorite movies of all time. But it is focused on the family and talks about life after death. And it's just just awesome. I love it so much. So 
after watching that movie with my kids, we were all bawling. Well, mostly my daughter. She's six and she absolutely loved it. And we talked about it. You know, we've talked about it a lot since watching the movie. But my biggest takeaway after seeing the movie was that our ancestors, they are still alive, just in a different place where we can't actually see them. But I believe that they are still, their spirits are still alive and they know exactly who we are and they love us. And they don't want to be forgotten. And that was the biggest message that I took away from Coco was that we need to remember and do all we can to to keep our ancestors alive and their legacy and the things that they went through and teach our children about that. So I came up with Coco's gift because I feel like there's a lot of people out there, maybe you are one of them, who really have this desire to get started with family history, but you just don't know where to start. And so I want to help you out and give you a little boost and a push to get started. So what I'm doing with Coco's gift is all you have to do is send me your, so first you have to have a family search account. So if you don't have that, go ahead and create an account at family search. It's free. And then you send me your family search ID or your login name, and then you can go into your settings and find your helper ID. It's at the bottom of the page. And from there, I can go in and look at your your family tree, and I'm able to go in. And what I do with Coco's Gift is I select a random ancestor from your tree. It's usually a few generations back, and then I find some fun facts about them, and I'm going to print out the pictures, send you one of your ancestors with some facts, and then give you some tips on where you might want to get started or kind of focus your research on as you get started on this family history journey. So... I had a huge response in January. I'm still finishing them up for this month, and I'm going to have to put a cap on how many I accept every month because (laughs) I had over 60 for the month of January, and it takes me like 30 minutes per person, so you can do the math and figure out how much time I spent, and that might even be a low estimate. If that sounds interesting to you, please check it out. Come to Miss Genealogy on Instagram or Facebook, and you can send me a direct message with your information, and I'll get you on the list for Coco's Gift. Today, I have a very special guest, the amazing Katie Chessman, who started the Listening Ear Project, and she's on Instagram at the Listening Ear Project. She's obsessed with the elderly. It is incredibly apparent in our interview that she just loves the older generation. I have so much respect for them and also for Katie for taking on this big project. I learned so much from her and I'm excited to share her with you today. So enjoy the interview. All right. I have Katie Chessman on the other line and Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I would love to just jump into the questions and if you could, the first one I'd love to ask you is to tell us a little bit about the Listening Ear Project and what inspired you to start. Okay, perfect. So the Listening Ear Project is a little project that I started a couple of years ago where I film interviews of the elderly and I'll just ask them different questions about their life and and then I share their words of advice and wisdom on my page on Facebook and Instagram. So that's a little bit about it. And then... Um, What inspired me to start was, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the elderly. My first job was in an assisted living home and I was really close with my grandparents. And so I've always just, I feel like had this innate desire to be close to this generation. But um, 
I went into nursing and I was working in the geriatric field. I was doing home health a couple of years ago and I would go to my patients' homes and they would tell me all these stories and I was just like, man, I got to share this, especially with the younger generation, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they don't know necessarily what it's like to to go through World War II or experience the Great Depression or even hear these stories. And so right. one day I was like, I just need to record this and share it. So that's kind of how it began. And um, the reasoning behind it, well, there are a couple, but one of them was I just could see the healing power of human connection. It was just mind-blowing to me because I could tell when I when I took the time to just stop and listen to my patients and hear what they had to say. They It was so healing for them and they would perk up and I could see a physical change in them. And I feel like, um, I don't know, it just it changed my perspective on human connection in general and inspired me to serve these people. And then I just wanted to have a platform where I could um, promote elderly appreciation. I feel like they're a little undervalued in our society and our culture compared to other cultures. And so I just wanted a place to be able to share how amazing and wise this the elderly are. Mm, I love that so much. I think it is so inspiring and definitely something that is unique. And I bet that you were one of their favorite nurses. I'm just going to go out there and say that because... <laughs> I think that's so true that the that the connection and you say that you when you say that they perked up, I think sometimes at least I, you know, forget how that these people are, you know, they've lived such incredible rich lives and they have so much that they can teach us. So I think that's really awesome that you did that. Thank you. So I know that since then you have at least I'm pretty sure you've since quit your job. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So luckily, I was in a place um, where I was able to quit. And I just realized that the visiting with the patients, that was my favorite part of the job. I mean, sure, I love the nursing aspect, but it was just spending time with them. That was my favorite. So it was fun to be able to kind of transition into this project because it was what I was truly passionate about. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I quit my job and then um, stay home with my daughter. And then I kind of just do this on the side for fun. I love that. So how do you make time for it in your everyday life? So it's, it's hard, especially with a kid and another one on the way. Um, right. But I definitely have to carve out time. I have to schedule babysitters and I usually spend my evenings or late nights editing. So, but it's, it's a a labor of love for sure. I love it. And, um, there's nothing really hard about it other than just finding the time. Yeah. So you kind of talked about the challenging. Well, I guess you said it wasn't, there wasn't anything hard, but just finding babysitters and carving out time, making sure that you're being intentional about how you spend your time. But what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of this little project that you're working on? Um, I think just gaining wisdom and life lessons about so many different things, parenting and marriage and and I'm just able to learn from these people who have lived such long lives and experienced so much. And, and then I'm able to take what they share with me and apply it to my life. So I feel like that's really rewarding. And then um, just having the families be so grateful for having this documentation. For instance, I uh, I got really close to a patient and his wife. And 
I decided to interview them. And then a couple months after that, he unexpectedly passed away and the family mm. just couldn't thank me enough. And they were so grateful to have this footage of him with his wife and his life history documented. And so it's moments like that when I'm like, okay, this is so rewarding and yes. it's so worth work. So. Oh, that is so, so great. So how do you choose who to interview? Do you have a system or does it just kind of happen? Um, it's kind of just random. Like I started out just interviewing some of my patients and then um, some of my nursing friends recommended people and then friends and family have just referred people. And then even some of my followers have referred people. So it's kind of all over the place, but yeah. How many people have you interviewed so far and how long is it? How long have you been working on this project? So I've been working on it for probably a year and a half. Okay. And I've interviewed about 30 people, 30 different people. Mm, That's amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. Way to go. So can you tell us about some of your favorites? Is that, is that an okay question to ask? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I mean, I guess I can't pick favorites. There's so many, but um, I think the interviews that stand out most to me are probably the ones where I learn the most about a subject or something. For instance, I, um, I interviewed a man named Bill Bauckham and he was a Korean war veteran and I went over to his house and he had printed off maps and pictures and all these things. It was like a full blown history lesson, but, um, and he opened up to me about what he had experienced and he opened up to me about his PTSD and Mm. we even like cried together. And I, I mean, before that I had little to no knowledge about the Korean war. I'm embarrassed to say, but, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, but yeah, Uh, experiences like that where I just my mind is opened up to what people have gone through and and what um, just the history of our our world I interviewed another couple about a month ago and they had immigrated from Cuba to America and they were just sharing stories with me about what it was like to raise children in a communist country and once again my mind was just blown like Mm -hmm. these people have gone through so much so there, there are those interviews that I just, I mean, I learned so much. And then there are just the fun, like lighthearted interviews that are also my favorite. I had, I interviewed a man named Don and he had played in a band all his whole entire life. And when I was there, he just whipped out his guitar and played me a song. Oh, and it was That's adorable. Yeah. And then I, uh, another woman, her name was Sharon. She was just the most positive, happy person I had ever met and it, it just made me want to be like her so so kind of both sides of the ends of the spectrum um just learning and, and the deep and emotional interviews are life-changing but then I always just love the light-hearted fun getting to know these people interviews as well mm-hmm. was Sharon the watermelon lady by chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing her on your Instagram and thinking that that was just so awesome and she was she was great so I love that interview that you posted thanks yeah it's fun to see just so many unique personalities and oh it's so fun to just realize everyone has their quirks and talents and we're all just so different but we really are uh, all the same you know we all Mm -hmm. have a lot of similarities as well yeah so I'm really curious on the process that you take when you go into these interviews? Do you have a list of questions prepared beforehand or you, do you just kind of go in and have a conversation with them? Do you want to tell us a little bit about 
that and how how you do that? Yeah, so I, I have a template that I've come up with um, just with some general questions like where were you born? Um, what did your parents do? How did you meet your spouse? So I, I have those general questions, but then a lot of times it will, you know, one question will lead to another one that's not necessarily in the template. It, I just will continue to ask more about what they're talking about. Um, but I do have a template with just just kind of the general questions and um it's kind of in chronological order, you know, so they're kind of explaining their life. Okay. So that's, that's how I approach it. But I'm not like hardcore, like, okay, ask this question, this question. Like I yeah. just kind of let it flow and, and go in the direction that it, it's going. So That's great. And then how long do these interviews typically last? I'm guessing it depends on the person, but is there a average yeah. that you spend? Um, it, it definitely depends on how chatty they are. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I would say an average interview is probably about an hour. Okay. Oh, it's so, you, you are just such an inspiration and I love this project that you're doing. And I'm curious to hear how this mentality. So I love the imagery of being a listening ear and really listening to these people who've gone before us and who have experienced things that we might never experience in our life. So that mentality of just listening and trying to apply these principles and things that they've learned into our own lives, how has this mentality transferred over into your everyday life? Um, I feel like it's just, uh, it's helped me see people differently. I feel like especially in this day and age, it's so easy to get, you know, caught up in our rushed lives and our technology. And it's definitely something I struggle with on the daily is being on my phone, but Mm -hmm. it's inspiring me to like set the phone down, look up at someone, like make eye contact, connect with them, talk with them. It's just inspired me to, to be more like that and live a life more like that. Um, cause I've, I've just come to learn that we, we're all facing difficult things. We've all gone through so much and we all have a lot to offer. And, and so why not just learn from each other is kind of my mentality. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. Do you, so my, this podcast is on family history. So has it impacted your perspective on family history at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially just, um, documenting the now, um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, Glenn's story. I've had I've had a few of the people I've interviewed passed away pass away, and once again, the families are so grateful to have that footage and documentation. And um, like I mentioned earlier, I was really close to my grandpa, and I he passed away before I started this. But I just wish so badly that I I would have had something like this for him. So it's really opened my eyes on how important it is to document, especially with uh, this older generation. Like, because, I mean, there there aren't even very many World War II veterans left. And pretty soon these stories are just going to be stories. Like, we won't have the firsthand um, experiences from these people. So I think it's so important to, to document it and, and have it preserved. Right. Yes, that's such great advice. Do you have any... So I'm sure there's people out there listening who just would love to follow in your footsteps and maybe not on a scale as grand as yours, but to interview, you know, the living relatives that they still have in their life of the, from the older generation. So what advice do you give to people who are just starting out who feel like, you know, who feel this need to document and preserve the memories of the older generation? What advice do you have for 
all of us who want to be more like you. <laughs> You're sweet. Um, I would have to say, so uh, typically what I have experienced is a lot of the elderly are a little bit paranoid and they're kind of like, they, they can get confused and they're just like, what now, what are you wanting to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So I would say just approach it lightly and very simply kind of, um, don't make it seem like this big, intense, overwhelming interview because then they're obviously not going to be open to it. But I usually just approach it. You could just say, hey, Grandpa, I I just want to ask you a few questions and I'll just film on my phone while I ask you some questions so we can have your history documented for our family. And then it makes it a little less intimidating to them. And then the other piece of advice I would give is just to start with general questions and then get more specific because... Um, Usually they are a little closed off and, like I said, feeling vulnerable at the beginning. And so mm-hmm. that's when, that's where I'll start off with, where were you born and what was your favorite childhood memory? What did your parents do? Because they can answer those questions easily, you know. And then, and then I, usually the ball gets rolling and then the floodgates open and they'll just talk and talk and talk. And that's when I get more into the deep questions, like what is the most difficult thing you faced or what brings you the most joy? So just start out general and let them warm up and and then get more specific would be my advice. Mm, I love that. Do you have any other advice on, so I know sometimes, like you said, some people just love to talk and they can go on and on and on and maybe get off on a little tangent. So do you just roll with that and maybe is that good advice or do you have some tips or techniques on how to keep them, you know, answer the questions that you're asking them and not get super sidetracked? <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen. But honestly, I'll just, if it's completely unrelated, I'll just edit it out. But I figure like, just let them talk and just listen, you know, mm-hmm. they're happy to talk to you. And like I, I interviewed a woman who had a little bit of dementia and she was kind of confused and going off about different things, but you just, you'll just let them talk and, and listen because they're, it's just, it's good for them to have that outlet. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the whole point of my project is to be a listening ear. So right. I would say just let them talk. I mean, unless you're in a super big hurry, just, just let them share. Mm-hmm. Do you do all of your interviews in person or have you ever done anything online before? I haven't ever done anything online, <laughs> mainly because I think, they probably wouldn't, I mean, half the time they're like, what is Instagram? Yeah. And what is-? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I figure the face-to-face they're more comfortable mm-hmm. with. Oh, so great, Katie. Do you have any other last words that you'd like to leave with my listeners? Any advice you'd like to leave or stories that have popped into your head since we've started today? Um, Not necessarily. I think just one of the biggest things I've learned is how much joy serving others can bring you. I, I leave every interview with like the biggest grin on my face because I'm just so happy. And so, um, I mean, that's another aspect of my project is just to hopefully inspire people to serve those around us and not even necessarily the elderly, just Mm -hmm. people in general. And, um, I think I'm, I am blessed just as much as these people that I visit. So it really can, change your life and and bring you so much joy. So that's probably what I would end on. Awesome. Great, great advice. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on the show and sharing a little bit of your wisdom. And I totally agree. I think, you know, we've heard it so many times, but service 
goes both ways. And when we serve those around us, then we are blessed sometimes even more than they are. So thank you again for coming on the show and keep us posted on what you're doing. Can you, I guess, really quickly just tell my listeners where they can find you and follow all the amazing things you're doing? Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and my handle is at the listening ear project. So you can find me there, DM me if you have any questions and follow along with, with these people. All right, Katie. Thank you so much, Katie. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.